Let's read together Judges chapter 6, verses 1 through 24. Here we have God's call of Gideon to go out and defeat the Midianites, one of the enemies of Israel. Judges chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, and the strongholds which are in the mountains. So it was, whenever Israel had sown, Midianites would come up, also Amalekites, and the people of the east would come up against them. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza, and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor donkey. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as locusts, both they and their camels were without number, and they would enter the land to destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel who said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage, and I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. Also I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abiezrite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, O oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Do not depart from here, I pray, until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. And he said, I will wait until you come back. So Gideon went in and prepared a young goat and unleavened bread with an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot. And he brought them out to him under the terebinth tree and presented them. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread and lay them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put out the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened bread, and fire rose out of the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread. And the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Now Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. So Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day, it is still in Ophrah of the Abiezrites. Once again, let's begin now with some background notes. In Judges chapters 6 through 8, 
We have the inspired account of how Gideon was raised up by God to defeat the Midianites and become the next judge in Israel. Now, who were the Midianites? In Genesis chapter 25 and verse 2, we learn that Midian was one of the sons of Abraham through his second wife, Keturah. Over the years, the Midianites had become enemies of the children of Israel. In Numbers chapter 31, we read that God directed Israel to fight the Midianites, but the Midianites were not completely destroyed. Now at the time of Gideon, which was about 200 years into the time of the judges, the Midianites were again strong enough to threaten Israel. And God allowed the Midianites to prevail against Israel because the sons of Israel once again had wandered away from the Lord and done evil in his sight. For seven years, the Midianites sent raiding forces into Israel, and they stole the people's flocks and grain and destroyed their property. For protection, the sons of Israel hid themselves in dens and caves and made forts in the mountains. Finally, after seven years, Israel cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord sent them a prophet to remind them of their disobedience. But God in his grace also called on Gideon and told him that he would defeat Midian through him. Notice from verse 11 that it was the angel of the Lord that appeared to Gideon. We believe this was the Lord himself, the pre-incarnate Son of God. We see in verse 22 that Gideon knew that he had seen the Lord himself because he thought he was going to die, having seen God. But the Lord assured him that he would not die. When the Lord called Gideon, he was threshing wheat in a wine press, verse 11. Normally, you thresh wheat out in the open, where the wind can blow the chaff away. But Gideon didn't want the Midianites to see him and rob his small amount of grain. Was this fear on the part of Gideon or just common sense? I think it was common sense. So when the Lord said to Gideon in verse 12, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor, I don't think the Lord was being sarcastic here. No, it was rather a promise to Gideon of what the Lord would make of him. All right, we've got to move to our doctrinal or teaching points. Doctrinal point number one, true faith believes and struggles. True faith believes and struggles. Did Gideon have true faith in the Lord? Yes, of course he did. He had a genuine faith in the one true God, the God of Israel. But Gideon, like many of us, struggled in his faith. Look once again at verses 12 and 13. And the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Gideon had faith and believed, but he had questions. Why is all this happening to us if the Lord is with us? Where are the miracles that God used to do, but not now? It sure seems like the Lord has forsaken us. Have you ever asked any of these same questions? If the Lord is with me, why do I have these problems? Why is the Lord letting me go through this situation? How come the Lord doesn't do a miracle for me like he does for other people? 
Why does it seem like the Lord has forsaken me? We've probably all had these questions at one time or another, right? How come? Because true faith believes and struggles. Just because fear and doubt and questions about the faith arise in your mind and heart, this does not mean that you've lost faith any more than Gideon lost faith. Gideon didn't reject God. Gideon didn't deny the Lord. True, he had some questions and doubts and fears, but that is not the same as denying the faith and forsaking the Lord. It's been said that there exists more faith in honest doubt than in professing all the creeds. True faith believes and struggles. Notice in verse 14 that the Lord did not answer all of Gideon's questions, but he assured him, verse 14, then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? At this point, Gideon had even more doubts and questions. Verse 15, so Gideon said to him, oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Again, the Lord assures Gideon, Verse 16, and the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as if they were one man. And now Gideon asked for a sign. Verse 17, then Gideon said to him, if now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. So Gideon is not exactly a giant in the faith. He has questions and doubts and asks for a sign. But here's the good news. Gideon had a genuine faith. Gideon's a lot like most of us. We're not giants in the faith. We have doubts. We have questions. And we would all like signs at one time or another. But at least our imperfect and small faith is genuine. And that's what counts with God. Struggles in the faith and unbelief are not synonymous. True faith believes and struggles. Doctrinal point number two, true faith believes and worships. True faith believes and worships. Verses 18 and 19 once again. Gideon says to the Lord, Do not depart from here, I pray, until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. And he said, I will wait until you come back. So Gideon went in and prepared a young goat and unleavened bread from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and he brought them out to him under the terebinth tree and presented them. This was an act of worship. And notice the cost involved. Remember, this was a time of famine because of the Midianites. And yet Gideon gave a very substantial offering. This was an offering not from surplus, but from survival supplies. That's the way worship is. It involves real sacrifice. Are you a true worshiper of God? Gideon was a true worshiper. Gideon may have had some doubts and questions, but that did not stop him from worshiping the Lord. Now, do you see the lesson here for us? Don't let your doubts and unanswered questions keep you from worship. If we waited until all our doubts and questions were completely answered before we worshiped, We'd never become worshipers. There will always be certain nagging questions that you don't have answers for. But true faith continues to believe and worship. True faith believes and worships.
Practical application. Your worship is not a waste. Your worship is not a waste. In verse 20, we see that the angel of God said to Gideon, Take the meat and the unleavened bread and lay them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. And verse 21, Then the angel of the Lord put out the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened bread, and fire rose out of the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread. What a waste, you say. This was a time of famine. Food was scarce. Many poor people could have been fed with this food. And yet the Lord just consumed it all in fire. Was it a waste? No, this was worship. Many times it will appear that our worship is a waste. Time is consumed as we worship the Lord in prayer and praise. Meanwhile, there are starving people in this world. And there are hurting needs all around us. Shouldn't we have been out meeting those needs instead of sitting around here in worship? Look, we should meet needs around us, but we should also take time out for worship. Remember Mary of Bethany in John chapter 12. You remember when she worshiped the Lord by anointing his feet with that very costly ointment? She was accused of wasting money. This money could have been used to take care of the poor. But the Lord commended Mary for her act of worship. And the Lord would commend our worship as well. Your worship is not a waste.